Hello there. Welcome to episode 98 of Nevermind the Bullens. It's your bite-sized Everton podcast and vodcast. I'm Mike Peters. Well, something that I haven't had to discuss for quite some time on this podcast. An away win. Finally, we've got one. Um, and you know, we rode our luck at times at Leicester. I think there's any two ways about it. Uh, indulged in some classically Keystone Cops kind of defending, uh, the type of defending that can really cost you when you you know you're, you're chasing points at the wrong end of the table. But all in all, it's been you know a terrific uh, couple of days. And you know what a difference a week makes. You know, say a week's a long time in politics. Well, ain't that the truth? But a week's a long time in football as well. And think. Casting back to when we were walking up to the uh, walking up to Goodison uh, ahead of the Chelsea game uh, last Sunday, and we're five points adrift of Burnley and Leeds, um, we're looking in real real trouble. And you think in that game with Chelsea gone from a need with a small N to win to a, you know a, 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 a emboldened capital capitalized italics underlined you name it a needs to win game and then we've gone to Leicester we've done that then gone to Leicester and backed that result up by getting another three points and of course with Chelsea uh, with Burnley I should say uh, and Leeds losing um, it's been a huge huge swing for us um, I've got to mention the the fans. Um, obviously, which I am one, uh, but those that turned up um, at Finch Farm on Saturday to see the team off as they were heading to Leicester, about a thousand of them, and then those that went to the King Power on Sunday and just sang their hearts out. I'm sat, you know, applauding from my my vantage point at uh, Emirates Old Trafford while watching Lancashire and Warwickshire play, and it was just absolutely brilliant, wonderful to see. And I just thought, I said to the guys around me, I said, you know, there's just there are Evertonians that work, and I just said, no other club would be like that. Only Everton can do that. Um, you know, <laughs> on Saturday afternoon, all traipsing off, you know, in cars, buses, what vans, whatever, Ubers, you name it, to go and see the team off to just show it. And I, I honestly think it made a difference. It obviously made a difference um, against Chelsea last weekend, and. And we had to, you know, Frank Lampard said we had to replicate what we'd done against Chelsea and the fans have done exactly what they needed to do, replicate it, the singing. And the fact that they're still singing 15 minutes after the game had finished on Sunday at the King Power was just testament to them. And now we've got to do that again on Wednesday night against uh, Watford. Obviously, you know, they've got nothing left to play for now except pride in the way that their home form has been. I mean, it's an absolute open goal for us, really. We have to we have to take that opportunity because looking at the form table, I know it's amazing. You know this. You know we we've won taking ten points from our last possible fifteen. That one game that we lost was at Anfield. No disgrace in that, um, and we played well for an hour. Um, and you know we we've gone and we've we've won that, um, and and done really well. Um, uh, you know, yesterday, and we're thinking, well, actually, our form lately has actually not been that bad. Um, and it's what you need to do in these situations. You look at Leeds's form, they've only won one out of their last five. Um, their form has, has tailed off a little bit. Obviously, their result, the, if more, the, the more significant thing than the result, actually, is the fact that Luke Ayling, who is, you know, a bit of a talisman for them and, you know, really key player for them, um, captain, I'm pretty sure, uh, has got himself sent off with an absolutely horrendous challenge, is, is, is a big big blow for them obviously you know we've got our own trouble uh Yenny Mina going off yesterday not to what state he'll pull up ahead for Wednesday or for the two games at home against Brentford and uh, and uh, Crystal Palace remains to be seen Vitaly Mikolenko going off with cramp uh but obviously he sounds like he'll be all right and what a goal he scored um I mean it was <laughs> he should have scored last week and against Chelsea and sealed that but you know in a way I'm kind of happy that he saved his goal for for Sunday because 
his performances week on week over the last five, six weeks have been getting better and better. Obviously, immensely difficult situation for him to come into, never mind what's going on back at home for him. Um, but coming into the club, you know, new league, manager that signed him gets sacked a week after he signed him. Um, club, obviously, and the team in, in, in real little dire straits. And his performances have just got better and better and better. And the fact that he's got cramp is actually a testament to how good his performance levels have been the fact that he's given everything on the pitch as of as did they all please for mason holgate as well i have been critical of him on this podcast and i think with justification uh, over the last two years but you know he got his goal and it was crucial um the goal that we conceded of course i mean is is i mean is right up there with some of the most farcical goals that everton have ever conceded i think still the high watermark for those of us old enough to remember it or there, those there to witness it uh, was uh, paul gerard taking out abel Xavier and almost knocking him unconscious i think uh, a game of goodison against newcastle i think if my memory serves me correctly about 20 years ago just over 20 years ago um which was just an extraordinary sort of comedy of errors as was this what Seamus Conn was doing trying to win a ball when you've got a six foot seven centre half right in front of you was just ridiculous um, and you're just thinking oh no this is typical Evan you know we get ourselves ahead of it the way we've been this season get ourselves ahead of uh, the game ahead in the game as well and then concede just such a dreadful goal I mean it's just inexcusable really at that level it's sort of sub under nines but you know, um, we've seen it so many times this season that the sort of there's no resilience in the team. But there is now. There is a resolve. There is a steel about them that that sort of belief has been built by the fact that we've taken ten points in the last last possible fifteen, um, and that resolve saying that we can. We have to stick at it. We can't just go to into our shells and just capitulate as we've done so many times uh, this season. As the stats shows, you know, nobody's conceded more goals or lost more points in winning positions than than us this season, and we've just we've just collapsed. But looking at again at the at the league table, you know, we've won ten games now, and you're thinking, well, actually, Crystal Palace, who are in tenth, have also only won ten matches. And they're nine points ahead of us. And he just says, the difference being this season is that they've drawn 14 matches. We've drawn five. And that is the is the difference. And you're thinking, well, if we'd managed to turn some of those defeats into draws, you know, and an odd draw into a win or something, or just held on in matches, the game against Watford at home um, being the, the prime example of that from this season, you know, you're thinking, what a difference that would make. And, you know, that's for at the end of the season and looking ahead to next season. But the job isn't done yet. You know, we've got to go and do it again. But there's absolutely no reason now why we can't pick up three more wins. There's no reason why we can't win the last two home games against um, Palace and Brentford. I've always said that. And if we win the next three games, we are safe. We are well and truly safe. I mean, we are only a point ahead of Leeds and Burnley, but actually with our the difference in our goal difference between ours and Leeds, that is effectively an extra point. You know, it would require a 16-goal swing uh, over the course of the last three, four matches. And you look at it and you go, well, actually, we've got two points in, uh, two games, I should say, in hand on Southampton, who are only five points ahead of us. Now, win these two games, obviously against Watford and against Palace, and suddenly we've, we've passed the 40-point mark and we're starting to climb up into the lower reaches of mid-table, but we're away from the relegation zone. We can finish the season strongly. You know, win three more matches and that takes us to 44 points. Well, at this current juncture, well, that's Palace are on 44 points. Brighton are ahead of, on that on 47, but you can end up finishing ahead of Brentford. And obviously, we've got with Brentford to play. You know, we can get ourselves ahead of them. We can pull ourselves out of 
really out of it and do that thing that will help us massively in terms of prize money. But the, the primary objective, if that's that is a bonus, both a, you know a, a metaphorical and a financial bonus, if we can get to that stage. But if we can, the primary objective obviously is to just really pull ourselves mathematically away from the precipice, and we have done that. But the job's only half done. Things are looking more confident. The players now know what they need to do. They have got a mindset now of what needs to be done. The effort that they're putting in, Abdullah Decore, Fabian Delph, Alex Awobi again was just brilliant in terms of his effort playing in that wing-back role and playing a more defensive wing-back role as well. The way he was tracking back and tackling players, making, he's making more and more tackles week on week. If he can continue this into next pre-season, we've got a real player on our hands for the for the next 12, uh, next season. It's going to be brilliant. If we can harness, really, if we can keep that going and show, now he's shown, he has now shown to himself as much as to us what he can do if he really applies himself. Like a school report, isn't it? But he, uh, he has done that. And obviously, I think it is crucial that Yerry Mina is, is fit at some point for the last few games. But I think the, with the now the confidence that's sort of swelling around the group, um, you would feel confident that Michael Keane, Mason Holgate would be able to have enough about them. And I've said on this podcast before that I've never seen a bigger confidence player than Michael Keane. If he's, if he's ganders up, if he's up for it, then there aren't many better defenders in the league. If he's not, then he's an absolute liability. If his confidence is up for the next couple of matches, which chances are he's probably going to have to play because Jerry Mina may not feature at all. Hopefully he he, he will. Um then that's brilliant. And, you know, testament to Mason Holgate, you know, the fact that he wasn't well on Saturday, but he was absolutely determined to play. And that is the type of commitment that we need and Evertonians expect. And, and we respond to as well in terms of backing the players and, and all the rest of it and showing that they care as much about the club and as much about their own professional pride as we do about the club. Um, we don't have the professional pride. They have that as, as as footballers, but we love the club. We'll be there long after they've gone. But you know, we've we've broken. We've you know the monkey is off our back, and it says everything about how. I mean, you know, the, my my favourite start of the weekend was the fact that our last three away wins have come under three different managers, which is a testament to a how absolutely atrocious our away form has been but also you know the churn in the club and the change and you're thinking well that now has to stop you know we we need to start a, getting those away wins pick, making that away form better which was such a you know strong suit of ours last season admittedly with the you know the, the caveat that obviously all the stadiums all for the, were empty um during covid but our away form has to has to pick up it is what has cost us uh, above all else this season it has to get better going into uh, next season uh, depending on which division we're in it will have to get better but by the you know things are looking better um and if we make that change then we we, we suddenly start to climb the table we know how the, the squad are now starting to show the talent that is within it and the and the work ethic and that is what we need and if we can harness those two things not just at the end of this season but going into next season as well then we can really, really improve and just show that this season was truly a blip and sh- really show and, and achieve something. We've shown that we've got capabilities. We showed it last season under Carlo Ancelotti, but we didn't kick on in the end and we ended up finishing 10th. Next season, it's a case of you know, showing that and then actually achieving something, finishing in the top six, getting into Europe, winning a cup or something. But I get ahead of myself, obviously. That's what Evertonians do. But... 
the primary objective, get to Wednesday, let's go to Watford and let's absolutely make sure that we win that. Because if going into the weekend, it gives us a little bit of breathing space. That game in hand, you know, we can take ourselves five points clear. Oh, sorry, four points clear, I should say, of Burnley and Leeds. That's a massive cushion and allows you just to just to turn the pressure valve down just a little bit going into the, that final week of the season. So, fingers crossed for that. Uh, if you want to get in touch with the podcast, you can do. Obviously, you're actively encouraged to do so at nmtbpod on Twitter, nmtbpod at gmail.com uh, on the email. Uh, this has been a top content production and until episode 99. Goodness me, we're only two away from the 100, aren't we? Uh, Come on, you blues.